Hey, do you constantly struggle with marketing? Well, let me help you take some load off your shoulders. Using Clinic Gym Connect, our new software product, we can help you market to clients in an easy way. And that is, why not just hit up reactivating your old patients? See, these are people that already know you, like you, and trust you and want to come in. And if you just reach out many times, they will say like, I'm so glad you called. Now, you don't have to take my word for it. Just listen to two of our users, Dr. Carsonani from Capital Sports Medicine and his office manager, Mark, talk about this very concept. One of the things that I really measured has been my past patient reactivations. And it's easy to rattle off anywhere between five and 10 past patient reactivations in a week. Then you don't need to market nearly as much. We saw an impact almost right off the bat. I've gotten more than a few where it's like, oh, I'm so glad you called. Like, I saw your text, sorry to reach back out, but it turns out this weekend I went hiking, I went golfing, I did this, I did that, and I tweaked my hip, leg, arm. And it's such a coincidence you reached out. Like, I need to come in. Thanks so much for reaching out. And the first time I was like, all right, that was a coincidence. And then it started happening two and three and four times. And I was like, all right, so sometimes you're putting yourself in a position to be lucky with this. That makes things a whole lot easier, right? When you're just working with clients who have already been into your office. Why struggle with marketing to new people when you've got a ton of money sitting there in your EHR of patients that have already come in? And just like Mark said, it's super easy and people appreciate it so much. To do this, just check out clinicgymconnect.com. Again, that's clinicgymconnect.com. Or hit me up, email me, hit me up on Facebook, whatever it takes. I want to get you set up. Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist that believes in exercise, wants to make some money, and wants to provide the absolute best care for your patients? Well, then you are in the right place. I'm Dr. Josh Satterley, and this is Clinic Gym Radio, where we talk about the Clinic Gym hybrid model, which is combining the best parts of healthcare with active care and fantastic exercise programs to get patients the best care they can while helping you make more money in this game. This is Clinic Gym Radio, and I'm Dr. Josh Satterley. I'm excited for you to be here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I am your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, and I'm joined today by Dr. Kirk Mason. Kirk, what's new? Not much. Excited to be on again. It's been a while. Yeah, Yeah, right. Not much. You got about a thousand things going on right now, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm sure that's why we're going to cover cover it uh, in this in this podcast. So uh, uh, for everybody listening, I would say that Kirk is definitely one of the, you know, when you start a, a company like Clinic Gym and you offer the stuff, Kirk is one of the guys that was like, hey, I'll take whatever you got plus 10% more and I'll implement it. You know, I mean, you would call me Monday and have something implemented by Friday. You're incredible at that, <laughs> Kirk. So well, thank that's, you. Fan- that's fantastic. For everybody listening who might first time with you, can you uh, tell us where you're located and what your current setup is? And we might go back in time to kind of look at other setups. Yeah, um, I'm located in Minot, North Dakota. Um, our clinic and our gym are in two separate locations, both here in town. Minot's a town of about 50,000 people, uh, give or take. Uh, so yeah, we got two separate spots right now. Um, and what's the and square then, footage of each, each of those? Uh, the gym's about 2,400 square feet, I believe. And then the clinic is a little less. I think it's just under 2,000. Okay, cool. And that is that has been the setup since when? Uh 2016, me and Becky started Premier Chiropractic. 2018, okay. we were introduced to you, um, and you kind of opened us up to the gym model. Let's so go back real quick. We, 
2016 you guys start and, and give me an idea of like physical space of what you start in i think it was about 1400 square feet for two docks okay cool yeah and like an open rehab area or what uh not really no it was closed rooms at that time okay. i think i had i think off the start we had our main treatment rooms i had like an acupuncture room and then we had a small rehab room <clears throat> okay Cool. But most of my rehab initial early on was like on the table. Uh, it was in, in the treatment room. We actually didn't have a, a much of a okay. space for rehab. Yeah. But you're a pretty skilled DNS practitioner. So you're just right. doing on the so, table. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, cool. Very space efficient. And for everybody listening, Becky is, is not Kurt's wife, just happened to have a, a female business partner, but she's been down for the cause, right? Like you guys are, you see eye to eye quite well. Yeah. Yeah. We've got along. I think that's something you hear a lot kind of like coming out of school is never do a partnership. And I would say, you know, I, I do understand that. Like, it's just like a marriage, right? You have to really get along with that person and you're going to be with them a lot. Um, but for me, like starting out, it obviously cut all of our expenses almost in half and we've done nothing but get along. We haven't, you know, it's worked out perfect for us. Um, mm -hmm. And we actually have a third partner now too. So yeah, maybe it's better. You don't go home with her and like, you know, you guys get a clean break from each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So you start out in 1400 square feet. You hear yeah. me in eight in 2018 and kind of how does the physical space get modified? Uh, at that point we were, we had the opportunity to take over next door, which was about another six or 700 square feet. Um, and then we did that. We built it up mostly ourselves at that time so it was kind of a, a passion project uh and yeah we ran four to six uh person group classes out of that little space for i think about a year year and a half maybe cool and so if yeah. we i want to kind of establish our regular number so you had let's just say two thousand square feet of yep. which 600 was gym i mean it was a funky shape too like yeah it was yeah. The best way I yeah, can describe it. Yeah, it was a really it. weird layout. Yeah. <laughs> weird is being nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't the most like efficient for flow of people either, right? No. Yeah. 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 But, even even clinic side, but yeah, it works but you guys now. did it, and uh, and in that six hundred square feet, you were running four to six person classes. How many memberships, like true people paying a monthly memberships, did you get up to uh, at your at your highest there before you changed? I think we were just under 40. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of our target number was 40. Because okay. we figured we could, you know, because obviously when you're in your own space, then you have the option to run classes whenever you want to run classes. But when you have it with the gym, you're a little bit limited um, as to like the times you can run classes. So I believe we ran them mornings, one class at noon, and then some afternoon classes is kind of how we ran it at the start while we were seeing mm -hmm. patients we didn't run classes we found it just to be a little too loud um so we didn't run classes at the time patients were there but the space was then used for rehab on the times that we uh we weren't or we were treating patients instead of class so you're kind of uh physically limited to about 40 30 35 to 40 memberships because you just between time and space you could you couldn't have any more yeah, exactly. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, up until that point, for those listening, what 
what I'd love to explore, Kirk, and we're going to hit this a couple times, but so there you are with Becky before you open the gym. And I don't know the ratio we can say here, but what, when you added in a gym and a trainer doing rehab in there and classes, what did you guys see as, as an increase in your revenue? So like, let's say for every hundred thousand that you made and hundred thousand that Becky made, was there a noticeable bump on top of that, of this business that the gym was bringing in or the trainer was bringing in? Uh, like, are you asking the rehab CA or are you asking like the gym itself? Yeah. However you want to break it out. Let's start with the rehab <laughs> CA. Cause I think that's something that people could literally start doing like next week. Right. Yeah. So the first thing we had to do before we brought in a rehab CA was just establish that it was allowed in our state. And we got lucky that when we really looked hard into it in 2019, actually, um, I believe that's when it was, um, the laws kind of changed with insurance and stuff. And that if they were a certified chiropractic assistant, then they could do uh, rehab before that they couldn't. So again, I think if you're going to do that, definitely check with your state. But for us, we got lucky that the timing turned out to be perfect. Um, and then <clears throat> that added a lot for us, just two of us chiropractors, you know, we were kind of, we were busy kind of booked, uh, the vast majority of the time with Becky and I, especially as we we're going to get the year, year three, year four in practice. Um, so that helped us just for an efficiency sake for like treating patients. It allowed us to double book sometimes it allowed us to see more people in less time. Um, and it took it allowed me to keep up with my notes, <laughs> which <laughs> it was very nice. Uh, so I don't know if I noticed early on, we probably didn't notice like a direct, probably did have a little bit of an increase in revenue. I don't know the numbers, um, but I would say it probably did increase revenue a bit just because it allowed us to see more people. But I think the bigger thing it allowed us was time. Um, yeah. With starting the gym, that was one thing that, uh, you know, as I, as I've gone more and more into this time has become more and more important. Um, because my time is being yanked in a lot of different directions now, instead of yeah. just treating patients, it's life's a whole lot different now. Um, so that is one thing that I would say is like the biggest thing a CA who is good at rehab can do is it just gives you time. Um, and then the gym side for revenue, I have to pull it up. I believe like end of 2018 was kind of when we started with our first challenge. And then 2019 was kind of when we uh, took off. I don't know exact numbers. Um, I will say like our clinic still brings in way more um, in terms of like what we make and in terms of just like overall revenue you know, like talking with Brian, like Brian Strump, his, his would be the exact opposite of ours. <clears throat> Whereas he has like, you know, a million dollar gym and his clinic brings in a lot less. Ours would be kind of the opposite side of that. Mm -hmm. Even though the gym's grown a lot still. Yeah. And just for context for everybody, Brian has 12,000 square feet of gym space and a yeah small office carved out of that. And right. he's eight years into this. So exactly. And he's yeah. very, you know, I think he had said next year he's going to be, I can't remember if he said next year, but eventually he's going to transition out of treating patients. Right. Yeah. So it's a little and, different. Uh, right. 
Um, and at the same time, your, your clinic, it's not like it's just you and Becky, right? You've continued to get more efficient, grow, add in rehab CAs, add in associates, add in other doctors. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's tough to find side, those clean numbers because it's like, at no point did you go, we're only going to do this. We're only going to add this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, it's the clinic revenue, I would say is four to five X right now of what the gym is. Okay. Um, but again, I'm not working in the gym, so it's a lot different. So you get 20% of your revenue from a business you're minimally involved in. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not a bad thing. Right. Um, so when you, going back to when you added that rehab CA, uh, it made you say, you said it made you more efficient, right? Yeah. What talking about freedom or, or, you know, getting your time back, or I always think one of the things it does is it, it, it breaks you free of like the idea of being handcuffed to your table all the time, right? You yes. can, you can send to somebody within your office. You can stratify your patients like, Hey, this is a complicated case that really needs me and only me. And then the base of your pyramid people that are like the three out of 10 me- mechanical low, low back pain that's starting their third week of treatment. It's like, yawn. Yeah. This is, you know, this isn't that ex- I, I care about Mr. Johnson, but he doesn't need to see me for the entire time. What did you notice you were sending to your, your rehab CA at that time? Uh, yeah, a lot of like, a lot of that, a lot of, like you just said, like a lot of the lower level rehab, that's fairly straightforward cases, pretty much even now, like most of that is handed off to the CA. It has to be a pretty complex, like, like they're not, like I would say maybe they need work in like neurodynamics or like, you know, some of like the more complex stuff where you're, although we do, you know, they kind of understand McKenzie and MDT. Like that's, we've taught them that system almost because it's pretty straightforward. Although yeah. there's obviously stuff that can come up there too. But, you know, like neurodynamics, I would say they don't do a lot of that. They know how, we do a little bit, I would say less of like the complex DNS movements, a lot less than we used to. We kind of have our, our few favorites that we like. Um, and then they know they had the whole kind of playbook of FRC that we use a whole lot Mm -hmm. too. So they do a ton of that. Now, if you wanted to, for those familiar with FRC, like if you wanted to progress out of pales rails and you wanted to do something like end range hovers or anything like that, that would be something I would probably do. They're not super familiar with like the, the progressions from that, but they're really, really good at cars and they're really, really good at pales rails. Okay, cool. Um, and if, if tomorrow you got the flu and you couldn't come in, what percentage of your patients could your rehab CA handle? Like if you look at tomorrow's schedule. Uh, yeah, we don't do it that way. Uh, they have to see the doc first and then they see the rehab CA. So if I were to call in sick tomorrow, the first thing we would do is um, they could either see another chiropractor here in our clinic or they could reschedule and see me at a later date, but we don't allow people to actually come in and just see the rehab. See, that's not, okay. we actually, yeah, that's just not really our model. Okay. That's fine. Um, Bob, I was trying to go for the efficiency of, you know, one of the downsides of being a chiropractor doing anything hands-on is if you ain't there, you ain't making money. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, for sure. And so oftentimes these people allow us to kind of extend that and get more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I would say since, well, this, 
idea was actually came out of reading Chris Cooper from Two Brain Business's book, uh, Founder, Farmer, Tinker, Thief, which is an amazing book um, for any entrepreneurs. But basically, he talks in there about like creating your perfect day. So I think I read this like two years ago and kind of just like crafting your day to where you would exactly want it. So what I did, you know, about a year ago is I just started taking off um, three hours in the middle of my day that I would never have done before. And then I go home and I, I do a zone two run for an hour and I work out for an hour. I eat and then I come back. Um, so that's kind of my next step into like creating my perfect day is that like I have the time where I can actually do that. Whereas if I was early on and I didn't have a CA and I was seeing everyone myself, it would be hard. I just couldn't see as many people, I would say, and I would have to be at work longer hours. Um, you know, either doing notes or anything like that. So it, it, it's time. It really frees up time is the biggest yeah. thing that I've noticed. Awesome. Awesome. So if we talk about how those progressions, seniors, if we go back, you, you had a 600 square foot gym, you're sitting about 40, just under 40 members. Um, and then you guys decide, Hey, we got to expand this. We're doing well. Um, you still only had two doctors at that time, right? When you opened the separate location. Yep. Correct. All right. So you guys open the, the separate gym, which is, would you say it's like a mile down the street or t- I can't remember what you said, two miles. Yeah. Down the street. It's like a 10 minute drive. Yeah. Hard. So you're open that 2,400 square feet and you, uh, you decked it out pretty nicely, right? Yep. Maybe too nicely, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We yeah. were definitely, uh, I actually don't regret that though. Cause I, yeah. you know, we have. I'm just messing with you. We charge the most of anyone in town. So like for if you're you. going to be that high quality service, I would yeah. say your building should reflect that. Yeah. So you guys build that. Um, and uh, when do you actually move into, when do you move your gym into that? It was, I think, end of 2019. So okay. just pre-COVID. Yeah. So you move into that. And let's just skip over the kind of COVID hump. Um, yeah. After it was open for a year, so late 2020, uh, how yep. are you doing mem- member wise? Do you remember? Yeah, I think we went, uh, I think by end of 2020, we had just got back to where we were pre COVID. So I think we we're at about 75 around there, 75 or 80 members. <clears throat> okay. So you started with 35 to 40 in your place. You yep. basically, if we just look, smooth everything out. You dipped, you or you you transferred those people over to your gym. Yep. There were some changes in there, and you got back to double that. So basically, eighty right. members, right? Yeah. How long did you seem to hover right around that eighty member mark? It seemed like a while. Um, yeah, it seemed like we were working towards that hundred member mark for a while. Yeah, this is one thing I I, I want to share with people that I, I wanted to have you on for, Kirk. There's this idea like, oh. Uh, and, and it makes logical sense. Oh, I'm just going to add three members a month or five members a month or whatever. And it's just going to be this like linear growth path, you know, and just go straight up at a 45 degree angle. And it's never like that. And no. it, like you're saying, you sat at that 80 member mark, like people, oh, we added five, but we lost four. We added six, but we lost six. We, you know, uh, right. so-and-so we had three members drop down to half time or our lowest members. And that's totally normal. And I hear it from everybody, but there's also that idea of like you as a business owner 
kind of have to grow, right? Or you have to expand out of your 80 member mindset yeah. operations, right? Right. So how long were you at 80 ish members before you, you feel like, Hey, we actually changed in a big way. Mm, yeah, it was probably into 2021, probably early 2021. I'd say so you went, went through um, almost an entire year of yeah. Sitting right yep. there hovering. Okay, cool. Uh, maybe a little less than that. I could probably pull it up on Wattify, but um, yeah, we did a lot of challenges back then. So it would kind of whack like dip and come up and down depending on challenges. Um, yeah, I would say six months to a year, somewhere in there. Cool. We cool. Working hard to hit that hundred mark. So, and what, what did you learn there? Hmm. Uh, I mean, so let's go back to your early ones, uh, your early kind of, uh, you know, so you, so you get into the gym, you hit, you have 40 members and you're bumping up to 80. What kind of change there? When we bumped back up to 80, that was, you know, as we bumped up to 80 initially, you know, we were obviously in a new space. We spent a little more marketing dollars. So if I remember right, we went from 40 kind of up to like that 75 range fairly quick after we got in that new space. COVID got back up to where we were pre-COVID. And then after that, you know, coming out of 80 to kind of what was our goal, which was 100, um, it's just kind of can. Yeah, it's just the, I don't think there's any like single thing. I think it's just kind of the continual grind, like your marketing. It's like, it doesn't pay off on one day. It's just like a slow, slow build. Um, and just like everything else, like word of mouth gets around. I remember early days, like <clears throat> we thought everyone knew who we were. And the truth was that like, no one knew who we were. <laughs> like, yeah, we're people might like, still people not know, know about the, <laughs> yeah, people like you hear about the clinic, but that doesn't mean that, yeah, that many people even know about the gym. So yeah, it's just word of mouth. All of that kind of builds on each other, I would say. All right. And, uh, I'm trying to, to think about this from the level of like, you know, your, your facility expanded, your business expands and you expand. Right. And it's like, yeah. And then you realize you know if we took you and, and put you as the head of 24 hour fitness it's like you're not ready for that much of a change but you're ready for more than you have now you know right so how about this let, let me ask you this what did you learn about having two separately located businesses yeah that was interesting um we had yeah like i said like when we hit 40 members we kind of had to make that decision because it's like, do you kind of bottleneck where you're at, maybe increase your rates and keep increasing your rates and maybe you can make a little more, you know, money early on that way. But then it's, you're definitely going to plateau. And then since I was introduced to this model, I've had a dream of having multiple locations. So <clears throat> for me, I was like, well, if we're going to prove that we can actually have multiple locations, like around the state, having a different location, even in town is something that we should at least prove to ourselves that we could do. Um, so that's one thing that we kind of looked at was that 
you're going to go with the multiple locations, which is a dream of ours, then you should probably have really, really good systems and have everything really locked down because you're not there. So it's kind of the same thing here. Like I'm, I don't, I'm not at our gym very often anymore. To be honest, I, I don't even work out there a lot anymore because <laughs> it's kind of like if uh, a bar owner doesn't drink at his bar because everyone complains about the bar. Uh, so it's kind of the same thing at the gym. Like Nancy will complain about her shoulder. I'm like, okay, I'm just here to work out kind of thing. So <laughs> I don't even, I'm not there very often anymore. Um, a lot of our, our employees still work out over there and everything, but I tend to work out at home in my garage a little more often now. Um, but yeah, that, uh, that's kind of how that went early on. It was hard because we were very used to having everything under one roof. So delegating to employees over there was a lot different. I would say actually COVID maybe helped us a little bit in that, in that everything went virtual. So then, you know, we had to, it, it just taught us like, okay, we don't really need to meet in person all that often. Um, so our team meetings kind of went away at that point. We still have team meetings every once in a while, but at that point we're having weekly team meetings. We don't do that anymore because we have, I think we have 12 trainers or something like that. So getting all everyone together is impossible. Um, so we, we send a lot, we have like a, a WhatsApp group where we send videos and we communicate a lot more virtually that way, which obviously if you're going to have multiple locations, that's going to be a huge piece of the puzzle. Um, so the trainer trainings, like I do a trainer training twice a week. Um, and it's just through video and we send it We make them heart like it. If they have any questions, we discuss it kind of in the text group and then we do it a little more that way. So it probably, uh, I think it did teach us some really good lessons. Although we bought a building and we have a big build out, we should be in there in about a year and we'll have everything back under one roof and to be honest, it's going to be a lot nicer. It's just a lot easier having everything under one roof. Like, let's say we have a noon class and we have our trainer that's scheduled for that. Like right now we're doing no sweat intros. We're just having a tough time finding the time with our, our, our two trainers that are trained to do the intros because they're also have a lot of one-on-one personal training and they have a lot of group class. So like finding a time to get someone in, well, if we were all under the same roof, we could just send our rehab CA over, teach the noon class, they could run the no sweat intro and we'd be fine. So having it under one, it it doesn't seem like a lot, that 10 minute difference, like of a drive, but it's definitely a deterrent for people covering classes. Yeah. I've experienced that ourselves. Uh, We had the opportunity to take over fitness space at a country club and it's quote unquote only half an hour away and it exposed us to all these people. And it's like, do you don't realize oh, how yeah. much inconvenience there is when yeah. you can't, like you said, just run, run and grab something, you know? Yes. And yeah. if they have a question about like someone, it's like they have to at least save that for the end of the day. Like they can't just run over quick and ask you. And yeah. Yeah. All right. So you said, you said a lot in there, like you covered a whole lot of stuff that I think a lot of people are probably swimming in their mind. Number one, uh, staffing. Let's just cover that. When you opened yeah. the se- the separate gym, what mm-hmm. were your staffing staffing levels like? Uh, we just had one trainer at that time. Um, okay. Kara, yeah, we just had one trainer, and she she was worked. the same trainer from the the blended facility that you had before, right? Correct. Yep. And then, okay. uh, oh, when we when we moved into the new space, you're saying? Yeah. 
Okay. Then we had, I don't know the exact number, maybe like five trainers at that time. Oh, you did? Um, okay. <clears throat> yeah. We had a few, like Becky's husband, Luke has been a trainer with us for a long time. Um, we have teachers that do some summer, do some weekends. I'm trying to think back to when everyone started. Maybe like three to five trainers at that time. Okay. And one so pause, pause real quick. I think that this is a, an area where you have excelled. And I don't know if you realize how much you said, but you did a great job of training up. So first you had your, was it Carolyn that you trained from yeah. basically zero to, she's pretty damn good at rehab, right? And then she went up yep. even higher to exercise. Um, how did you end up with five, you know, trainers, whether they're teachers or whatever, that were able to do this? Um, do you have a formalized training program? An yeah. Edu education do. program? Um, okay. Yep. So we have kind of step-by-step -step process. It's about a month um, of pretty intensive training. I'm actually trying to automate it right now. I'm going through that process of just getting it all mm -hmm. in text and email automation so they can read the articles and do all that kind of stuff. But then I don't train them anymore. I used to. Um, like I did, I trained Carolyn and that one, I was probably overly obsessive about like <laughs> cues and form and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. but she turned into a great trainer. Um, so <clears throat> now, yeah, actually Carolyn is over at the clinic now. Um, Kyla's our head trainer over there and Kyla trains our new trainers now. So I am hands off at this point. Um, mm -hmm. but it wasn't mm -hmm. always that way. I would say for the first two and a half years of the gym, it was all me. I was training mm -hmm. them, um, just after training patient time and it just got to be a lot. So we kind of systemized it and, uh, yeah, it's yeah. all off my plate now. Okay. So everybody listening, I hope you, you realize, you know, big part of our live events, for example, is setting up a staff training schedule because yeah, the power and the freedom that occurs once you have, I mean, two people in your building that are, that are, you know, un understand your progress and doing everything. It's crazy what happens when you just get a little bit of breathing room. I mean, right. I'm not saying adding in seven trainers who could work 40 hours a week. I'm saying like a couple people that can work a few hours and you're like, Oh man, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And the other side of that coin share a little bit because a common thing, and I'm sure you've seen this in the Facebook group is like, Oh, I tried to hire a trainer in my area. I got all these people that are, you know, they're this certified and that certified and X, Y, Z, and none of them wanted to work for me or whatever. Can you describe a little bit about the background of most of your trainers? And then also how hungry they have been to learn to become the person that you would say, Hey, slap our logo on your chest. Like, premier movement or premier chiropractic, there's an expectation there. Like they can't just be a, you know, just can't be in the, in the business of getting people sweaty without getting them better. Yeah. Yeah. I hire people, not certification. So I really don't care what certification people have. Uh, that's like really low on my list of things I look for, to be honest. <clears throat> it's nice if they have, I don't know. I, it's like, I look at it. Okay, great. And then I move on. Like that's about the extent of a certification because our training process will give them what they need to train at our gym. I think in my personal opinion, it's just like at the clinic here, you should hire good people and people that are like willing to learn. I can tell 
like you can tell with a trainer whether they're going to be like bubbly in class or whether they're going to really kind of not own the room. Like if you have 12 people, 12 grown adults, you have to have someone who, even if they're 19 years old, they have to have a certain personality to be able to command a room. Um, so we've been really lucky with getting, I have a really good relationship um, with the kinesiology department at the college here at Minot State. So they, I kind of the head of that, I text with her often. She's, I say, we need two trainers coming up next year. Um, she'll give me the two top names of the whole department. And then I reach out to them and that's who we just hired two new trainers, I would say a month ago, maybe two months ago. Yeah, two months ago. And they both came from her. So we kind of have that little pipeline. Um, also brought in a trainer that used to work at like a franchise who helps us out with some stuff. Um, yeah. And they don't have like some, they don't have a CFSC. They don't have like a strong first cert and that's totally fine with me. I, I don't get worried about that at all. Um, okay. Yeah. Right, here, not here, let me ask you another relevant. question though. They come from another franchise or they come from a Kinesta department. Like they're well-educated, like, yeah, but how comfortable are they at like, get down to work with a single client or in a class right away? Is there a big disconnect Not there? right like, away. Yeah, there's a disconnect <laughs> right away for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it takes time. So our, the first thing we do is we're, we require them to come to like three workouts a week. And I think that's honestly like the ones that we had that didn't succeed. I can think of a couple that we had that went through the training and we just said, this isn't going to be a great fit. Those are the ones that came to like one class every two weeks. Like if you're going to, be a trainer, you have to train and you have to understand what that, what your, your clients are doing and what it feels like and what everything, what that flow of class is like. You have to understand all of that, like to a T. So for a month, you got to get in at least, at least 12 workouts. So that's like baseline number one. And then we have training above and beyond that. But that's one big one that we've found is that like, if they're not training with us, there's a decent chance they're not going to be a great fit. Wow. Nice. All right. Yeah. That's a good tip for everybody. So hire people, not certifications. Be yeah. ready to educate the hell out of them because you are no slouch at educating them, right? Yeah. Uh, and then secondly, or thirdly, get them to actually do the tasks. So if you want to become a dog trainer, <laughs> grab dogs, right? right? Like <laughs> start, right. start working on them. That's yes. awesome. Well, wrapping up, you know, uh, and I really appreciate the time. Um, before we totally wrap up, I have one big question left about profit because profit is kind of the scoreboard of business, right? Yeah. And you've hit these different scales and you've never been hurting for profit, but you know, I'd love to hear kind of how it's going now and with all these things wrapped in. But before we do that, if people want to reach out to you or send you an email or bounce questions off of you, um, can you give them information on how to get a hold of you? Yeah, you can either send through Facebook Messenger, just add me on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, my personal cell, I don't, I don't mind if they have that, 701-822-1252. Feel free to shoot me a text or a call. Okay. Um, or my email is kmasoncairo at iCloud.com. All right, perfect. All right, cool. So profitability, <laughs> you know, the big scoreboard. Uh, yeah. Before you guys ever had a blended clinic and gym, you were doing pretty well, right? You and Becky yeah. built up a good office. 
Um, and then you add people in, you add services in. Sometimes those things aren't profitable, right? Like you're dumping money into people. Can you take us through different steps of where you're like, holy crap, this is awesome. Did you ever hit a point where you're like, man, I made, you know, whatever, five grand a month off of a business I never stepped foot in or, you know, off yeah. of these group of trainers. Can you remember those moments? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> me and Becky have got, I should say it's me, Becky and Cody now. So Cody also owns a part of the gym and a part of the clinic. Uh, he owns a third of the clinic and then he owns 25% of the gym now. So Becky owns 25, okay. Cody owns 25 and I own 50 of the gym. And then we're all third partners in the clinic. So, um, <clears throat> one thing I guess, like, uh, we had to, me and Becky had to discuss is like, do we, bring on another partner and Cody was a really great fit. So it's, it's three of us. Um, and then we also had seen some, this is a side note, but some chiropractors who had closed up around and in town that didn't get a dollar for their business, um, when it closed. So we were like, you know, what the heck do you wait for? Um, and my income hasn't gone down or anything like that. So that's just the side note. We use the money from buy-in to then buy a building. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, essentially, like, uh, in terms of profit, the clinic, it's not, I don't consider them basically one in the same. Um, I always say that people in general tend to like coming to the chiropractor. Um, a lot of people hate exercise, <laughs> but, um, so it's completely different, like selling that kind of stuff, in my opinion. Um, so it was, we didn't see a lot of profit, I would say in the a little bit, but not a lot of profit in the first couple of years at the gym. The clinic, we made money right away. Um, but we live in a state where reimbursement's very good. We got busy fairly quick. So that was always good. Um, but then, yeah, like the big thing that kind of drew us to the, to the gym as well was like passive income. So I think COVID would be a great example. Like sometimes if you're it's just having multiple streams of income, um, mm -hmm. to be able to survive ups and downs and things like that. Um, or say you go and break your arm and you're, you know, uh, out of practice for a while. Um, so that's kind of what drew us into the gym model, the clinic. I would say we just had our best month ever at the clinic. Um, the clinic's doing great from a profit margin. And to be honest, I don't really remember many days where it wasn't. Um, but the gym on the other side, like the profit was up COVID down back to, um, at least somewhat even for the most part of a year, maybe even into a year and a half. And you're still working on the gym in that time, but it was just kind of seeing the end goal. And then one thing that, um, you know, uh, kind of going on with Brian there, um, Brian has helped us a lot to just kind of hone in on what exactly we want, um, kind of refine those systems and then work on that profit margin. Cause we use, uh, just the profit first mo model basically at the gym. So kind of the four nights goes to your trainer that's for personal training. Um, and you want 33% profit for your business. Um, the clinic is significantly above that. Um, but again, we're working in the clinic. So it kind of skews those numbers a lot. Let me ask you this. You don't have to give us hard numbers, but maybe like, again, percentages. You've always been full, right? Since you basically started this thing, like you had a full schedule, right? Yeah, about a year. When you look at, yeah. 
Yeah. So after a year, if you look at what you made then, what you're taking home and what you're taking home now with all these different streams, has it gone up 25%, 50, has it doubled like your true take home income? If we look at your tax returns, because you haven't, Uh, you haven't, there's no way you could have doubled your, the amount of people you saw once you were full. Right. Like right. seeing a hundred people a week, you can't, Oh, I'm going to go 200. Something had to give. Right. Yep. Uh, it's gone up. Um, I would say since year one to year two, it's continually climbed each year. I would say the last two, probably the last two years, it's been slower increments. And what we've done this year, um, is we put a lot of money, like, kind of back into our gym. So now that we know that we've got this big building, we got 10,000 square feet coming for clinic and gym and then some rooms to rent. Now that we know we have that, we're like, well, how can we make another revenue stream? So for us, that was investing in nutrition. So we put, uh, we joined Healthy Steps Nutrition and we put uh, uh, some money into our trainer, Kyla, learning that. So it's just another source of revenue for us. And it's really something that we toyed with it. We did like a nutrition challenge. Um, just be honest, we weren't very good at it. We, uh, you know, I, I would argue, you know, you need an app, you need all of these things that HSN provided us with um, and kind of a step-by-step process to how to price it and all those kinds of things. So they helped us a ton with that. We had, weekly trainings, um, weekly calls with them. Kylo would, they would kind of go through your intro process, talking you through the sales and all that stuff. And they're pretty, uh, you know, they drill you pretty good. Um, and that made Kylo better just at our intros to begin with, but then really like adding nutrition into that bundle up front. It's been really nice. Um, it's an extra revenue stream and our patient or our members get better results. Um, and then we also kind of changed a little bit out the gate where before we had, uh, challenges. Now, the only thing we offer since we've hit kind of that, that membership number that we want to be at, we only allow people to come in through what we call your first hundred days. So in that, you know, some of the feedback we got, um, was that when people come in, they just feel really, they don't really know what's going on in a challenge. Like, if you have 20 challengers, it's hard to find t- time to like prep 20 people for class. It's, it's challenging. Yeah. So they were coming in and they felt kind of out of place. Yeah. And since we've changed to this, we actually mandatory that they have our four foundations classes, which are one-on-one personal training sessions. So That's cool. our models just changed uh, to a, more of a commitment up front, I would say. I'm sure it'll continue to change and evolve, right? As you guys get bigger and bigger and bigger. Cool. Yeah. So right now, how big are you looking at having your gym in the future? Uh, It'll be about 3,500 square feet. Cool. So you're going to have a a big clinic, 6,000 square feet, and then a sizable gym. Uh, No, we're going to, the gym will be 3,500. The clinic will be about four. And then the rest will be rooms for rent for massage and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Or awesome. one business we haven't decided. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Kirk, this has been super informative. I really appreciate it. Congratulations on all the success. I love people. I hope people listen to all the nuggets. Uh, and I really appreciate you sharing your information so people can reach back out. Um, 
you know, I, I think Kirk helped out early on in the Facebook group and uh, has really kind of hit that next stride. So it's exciting. And I hope to interview you again once you open up the 10,000 square feet, you know. Thanks, buddy. Even the next level. We appreciate yeah. all your help through the whole process. Dude, it's it's been exciting to sit here on the sidelines and watch. So congratulations to you and your team. And uh, yeah, man, keep it up because I'm, I'm excited to see uh, the number one fitness and gym franchise in North Dakota. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right. Well, on behalf of Dr. Kirk Mason, this is Dr. Josh Sanders saying go out there. Do what Kirk did. Maximize your license and live the life you dream of. Thanks a lot, Kirk. You got it. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're looking for more information about me, about us, about our programs, then just head to clinicgymhybrid.com. Again, that's clinicgymhybrid.com. You can check us out there. We've got our accelerator program and a few other programs that will help you get up and running as quickly as possible and making more money while providing excellent active therapy to your patients.